so that we can share it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, that we can gather as a family under God. And I thank you, Lord, that the blood of Jesus um, made a way, Father God, for all of us to be in your presence today, that we can sit together at your feet. And so, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this, this Kairos time, this time of intimacy with you, intimacy with your word. And um, may, may your word uplift everyone, Father God. May your word uh, discern between uh, what is false and what is faith, Father God. May your word discern the, the intent of the heart, Father God. The, uh, may your word discern, discern what is good and God. And we just thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to be with us, Lord, that we can learn in this time. And not just learn, but grow, Father God, because your word grow in us. So, Father God, we, we turn over this uh, next hour to you. And um, Jesus, Holy Spirit, have your way. Now uh, we just thank you, Lord, that uh, God the Father, you are overseeing us. You're watching over your children, Lord, watching to, watching over your word to perform uh, that it does not come back to you void, Father God. And so bless those hearts that receive you, and uh, we thank you, Lord, for uh, transformation in our lives. So we bless everyone right now, and and even those who are not here, we pray, Father God, that they quickly come and join us. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, um, thank you, everyone, for coming. We're going to continue on what we learned last week, and that is about separating ourselves. And uh, Aung told me about this word. It's called Tanhin, consecration. And mm -hmm. we're going to sing this song on consecration. And I'm going to ask Anhung to allow me to share. I did. Uh, okay, we will uh, start this then and uh, share a screen. Mm. Got it. Okay. Can everybody see that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so remember that we are to be separated for uh, God's use. We're going to be able to be used by God, and that's a privilege and an honor. And let the Holy Spirit just touch each one of us today as we prepare our heart for him to do a work, to burn what is unclean, and to remove what is impure, to replace our hearts with a heart of flesh and remove the heart of stone. Can you help me in here? Oh, uh, what song are you singing? Sorry, dear. Right here. <laughs> Purify my heart? Yeah. Purify my heart. Let me get a and precious silver purify my heart. Let me be as gold, pure 
Stop sharing. Heavenly Father, we ask for your presence here in this place, Lord God. You say that you give grace to the humble. We humbly come before you, Lord God, to ask you to just change our heart. We give you permission, Lord God, to cleanse us from within. Purify us. Purify us like precious gold and silver. We, O oh Lord God, are your people that need a cleansing. 
Continue, O Lord God, Holy Spirit, to cleanse us, sanctify us, and consecrate us for your use, Master, Redeemer, Savior, Forgiver, the lover of our soul. Thank you for cleansing us, forgiving us, giving us a new life and a new hope as you recreate us in your image and bless us today. Keep us safe from the grips of the enemy, from any harm, any pestilence that may try to come and attack us. Thank you, God, that we have freedom in you. We are no longer slaves to sin or to the bondage of this world. But we, oh Lord God, belong to you and you alone. Mm -hmm. Thank you in Jesus' mighty awesome name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Welcome, Dana. Good to have you here with us today. Hello, Dana. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi, Grandpa. Good to see your beautiful face. We usually don't get to see your smiling face. And yeah. Thank you. You know, I'm I'm switching things up, and I've been, you know, putting a little effort in. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Amen. Why not show you guys? I mean, that you want to see, and I want to show you it. So thank you, Tui. Uh, and praise the Lord. This is only God uh, who's yeah. brought you here with us, and. Uh, we just have to wait for Juliana to show her face. and uh, <laughs> awesome. But anyways, we want to just welcome uh, Dr. Duke Pham to share with us what God has put into his heart. Because I just love um, the parables that he shares with us. They, they are parables from traditional old, you know, um, folk, folklore. And, and um, a lot of it has to do with... Um, you know, uh, back home even, and uh, it has so much um, wisdom in it. So um, anyways, I'm, I don't know what he's going to share today, but I am open to receive and let us all hear what he has to say. Amen. 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 Thank God for, to be here. Okay. Amen. Together, uh, your work and bless us with your Holy Spirit. That the Bible I want to share today is um, Luke uh, 21st and verse 34 to uh, 37, 2 to 8. 21? Uh, 21. Verse 34 to 38. Is it Matthew? No, Luke. Uh, Luke. Luca. Luca. Luke chapter 24. 21. 21. Verse 34. 21, verse 34 to 38. 38. The importance of yeah. what? In that uh, this um, Bible, God said, watch yourself. Watch yourself, lest your heart be weighed down with this dissipation. And drunkenness and care of this life, and that they come upon you 
suddenly, like a trap, for it will come upon all who dwell on face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things and that are going to take place and to stand before the son of the man, of man. And every day he was teaching in the temple, but at night he went out and lodged in the Mount Colon Oliver. And early in the morning, all the people came to him in the temple to hear them. And the work I want to uh, enhance today is uh, stay awake at all time. Pray, yeah, praying that you have a strength to escape all these things that are going to take place. Mm. Okay, today I'm going to uh, learn together with you a new thing I have heard uh, last week. The word uh, globalism. Globalism. Yeah. 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 Lately, we have seen chaos in the United States. Election, anti-fires, black lives matter. Behind this thing are the global power movement, or they have another name like a secret group, secret power, or illuminative. That is all of the words that meaning in the power behind the, everything in chaos today in the United States. That work is a globalism. That's a new thing to me. I have heard it before, but uh, now we have time to think about it and hear someone talking about it. So I will learn with you about the, this globalism. There's two things to learn. The first one to learn what is the purpose of globalism. And second thing to learn is the means to realize it. And the third thing to learn is what happened this time. But the first one, the purpose of globalism is the they, they propose a human is the master of the earth and the universe, not God, human. Mm-hmm. Second thing is uh, they said human will control the world by the power, by dictatorship and monopoly. That is the purpose of the globalism. Yeah, two things, human is the master not God, mm-hmm. and human control and everything with power, dictatorship, and monopolies. That is scary. Mm. Yeah, they reject God. They that's human is the master. Okay, the second thing we have to learn is how they realize it. Yeah. Like their purpose, they will realize by power, by dictatorship, 
and by monopoly. And they use a science. They use a power. And they use illuminative. On the best thing of human to control the people, to destroy everything which interfere with their progress. So that's why we can see lately, they destroy the history, they demolish the monuments, like Antifa's working now. They destroy, they want to destroy the history. Because they said, those things is garbage. Yeah. Destroy everything. To build a new world. Globalism. And they destroy the religion. Religion. They, they don't believe in God. They have no religion. They want to destroy every country. No government. Only one government. That's a globalism. A global government. One government only. So they destroy everything. And they destroy all the things to interfere with the, the way. Like elderly people, the weak people, the handicapped people, kill them all. Because they interfere with our progress. They interfere with our power. They destroy them. In order we have a great universe, a great earth, great master. We don't care. That's right, them all. Even they don't want too many people. We only need the eliminative of people. We don't need too many people. Wasting food, waste. They make the pollution, they make the trouble. So that's why they control people by abortion, by birth control. We don't want the, the people in the wasting food and make trouble, mm. making war between the people. So we only need someone who have a reality <coughs> with the government, with the, the globalism. That's why they, they, they propose abortion, book control. And how they, they can do it. Whoever they, they oppose their progress, they will kill them all. They use the science like the internet, uh, Google. They follow people, they spy people. Every time we, we watch, TV, they know what you're watching, and they know what you are liking, and, and they know what you are planning to do. They know. And though when they know you against them, they will destroy you by any way, any means. That is scary. Yeah? They, they use every power to control people and to build their uh, globalism. That's why in that group, 
can see the powerful people. You can see the like a Google, YouTube, and uh, Instagram, everything. And the people with the rich people, like a Bill Gates. Yeah, they use the people with the the the, 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 the power, like a, some dictator. Even now, they they use the China because China is the, the powerful country, and they they already have something to to start with. That's why they. Yeah, second hand with uh, China, and they will, but they they have another plan. They only use it for the first time, first step, and once that they 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 complete it, there's only one country, not many. Yeah, they they only one global is global government. And they they plan to build a great earth for them. Powerful uh, generation, how beautiful place to live. But they don't realize that they alive only short. They cannot live forever. But anyway, they want to enjoy it first. Yeah, they want to be a heaven on earth and uh, enjoy it. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people confuse and listen to them and oh, beautiful, heaven on earth. So a lot of people with well education, they listen to them. And Accept to be in part of the globalism. That's why we can see a lot of people like a lawyer, like a scientist, or rich people, powerful people, they join in that movement in order to build the heaven of themselves. That is scary. So that's why they, they said that, that government only have a one government and one money. You heard about the Bitcoin? That is a, a plan for them. That is the money in the future. That's one very money. scary. Yeah. Own the banker, famous great banker in the world will join them. We don't know yeah. exactly how many, but so many. That's the power is getting together to to destroy the President Trump. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, that's why we see Europe now they, they want to, to to make to accept the Biden government, not the Trump. No. no? So the President Trump is alone fighting with those groups. Fighting with the whole world, the powerful world. But we don't, we think that God we, is with us, so don't worry. Yeah, we have to be like a God teaching today. 
stay awake and praying. And you may not, and you may have a strength to escape all these things. <laughs> that is uh, the thing I want to share with you today. And we, we pray together, God will take care of us. God can give us a strength and wise to work together with President Trump Amen. Yeah, against the evil thing in the world. That's my sharing today. Amen. 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 Thank you, Grandpa. Thank you, Grandpa. Stand watching, pray, yes. and be strong in the Lord. Yes. Right? Amen. Amen. Welcome, welcome and and then Hello, John. John. Hello, John. Hello. I am John. Tóc đẹp quá. Mấy cái tóc hả anh Trọng? Anyway. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for Grandpa for the word. And, um, you know, um, what you just share is very heavy. On a lot of people's heart and mind nowadays, yeah. And just like I, I was saying to you, until we're witnessing a storm coming, this is just the beginning. And uh, the message that I want to share with you today is a continuation of my message last week, and I feel very strongly about it because I feel like that this what. What this message will help you is to stand strong today and tomorrow. That this message will allow you to be able to stand and watch. Okay? And this message will be able to help you discern those things that are good versus those things that are God. And I'm going to tell you the distinction. There's a lot of good things that may not be God. There are things that are good, but they're not God. You understand? You know, when Eve was looking at the fruit on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay. Eve was looking at that fruit and she's looking at the fruit of life. Okay. Eve was, think, was thinking to herself that this fruit of the knowledge of good and evil would help us to be good people. That will give her wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Okay? So the fruit that she's looking at is a good fruit. It's not an evil fruit. It's not a bad fruit. It's a good fruit. Eve was drawn to the tree of the good fruit. But it's not the God fruit. Okay? In the middle of the garden, there's also another tree. It's called the tree of life. And that tree also have fruits. But rather than choosing the, the God fruit, she chose the tree that is the good fruit. And so Eve was deceived. She was deceived 
Good versus God. Okay. So we, we're living in a, a, a time right now where it's not clearly black and white. Okay. We're living in a non-binary time. <laughs> okay. Um, what that means is it's going to be very hard for you to know what is right and what is wrong. The line of, of what is right and wrong is blurry. Okay. Just like the people that believe that there is more than two sex gender, male and female. There's people that believe that there's other type of genders. Okay. That's what we're, we're looking at. So you have to be very careful. What other example can I give you about good versus God? You know, the pro-choice movement, okay? It seems good because it says to the woman, you have a right. You have a right to keep your pregnancy or you have the right to terminate your pregnancy. And it doesn't matter if the baby is, you know, a week old or nine months old. You have the power to kill that baby or keep that baby alive. That power is in your hand. That is good, but it's not God. Because it sounds very good to empower women. That is a lie from the pit of hell. But most people don't agree with me. To empower women to have the power of life and death it's not right. It's not, it's not God. Okay? But those people that voted for pro-choice, that voted for Biden, they feel empowered that no one can control my body. Okay? And that's what the world buys in. What does God say? God say murder is a sin. It doesn't matter if it's your baby or not. It doesn't matter if it's your body or not. It's still murder. That, that tissue that you call in your belly is life. God gives you that life. Okay. And I understand that there are circumstances where a pregnancy could be terminated because it poses a danger to the mother, a health issue. Okay. But in 99.9% in of the time, there's no justification to abort a baby, okay? This is one of the examples, okay? But I can tell you there's other examples as well because we live in a time where the, the line between right and wrong is blurry. You don't know what is right and wrong anymore. You hear fake news, you hear information. Uh, you know, who, who's to say that I am wrong and who's to say that I'm right, right? You know, you, you have your facts and I have my truth, okay? Who's right? 
you know, you, you can say I am right. And then you can say I am wrong. I am right. I am right. I am right. I'm right. I'm right. You know, who's right? How do you know who's right? Everybody has a word. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody think they're right. But the Bible says that, the Bible says, let every man be a liar and God be true. What that means is only God is true. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, even in the spiritual things, there's already a division between the church. Okay. There are churches that believe that it's okay to kill babies. Okay. And there are churches that, that, that have, that have stand with the worldly issues. They made a stand with the world. And I'm going to tell you, those churches are far more popular than the church that's standing with God right now. Just like the people that are standing with God right now are very few. So whenever you turn on your phone, your TV, all you're hearing is, you know, um, information from the media that this is the right thing to do. This is the way it should be, right? You know, you'll get Twitter saying that, uh, you know, uh, this is wrong and that's wrong. Google will say this is right, this is wrong. So Twitter, Google, Facebook, all these big tech companies are the one that's deciding what is right and what is wrong, okay? Because, because behind every company, all these companies are a host of people that sits down and they have access to information, data, okay? And they choose which data as truthful and which data should not be presented. Okay, they are the one that is dictating to the general public what is right and what is wrong. Because in the Bible, I think in Ephesians, it says that, that there's wicked powers of wickedness in the heavenly places. That means that, you know, when you're, ta when you're ta talking about the internet, it's a type of heavenly, okay, you know. When, when you turn this thing on, okay, when you turn this thing on, you're connected wirelessly to the internet. You know what I mean? And all this information gets, gets pushed in here and into your brain, right? And so what is to prevent you from swallowing the, the pill of, of deception? You know, because somebody is feeding you a lie and you're eating it, you're drinking it. Okay. When George Floyd was killed by a police officer, okay, suddenly the entire world go on a protest and saying that, you know, there is white supremacy and that, that you know, the police organization is are racist and they are out to get black people. That's what they're saying.
right? And so what we're seeing in the in the in Calgary, in our very own city today, is a big debate on whether to defund the police or not. You know, these are the very issue that affects you and me. Okay. So what, what I want to say today is I want to build you up. God wants to build you up spiritually. God wants you to be grounded in him, be rooted in him. So this is a long introduction to my uh, teaching today. And we're going to start with John chapter 15, verse 1 and verse 2. John chapter 15, I'll read, that would be lovely, <laughs> okay, go for it, awesome. thank you, okay, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser, every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit and verse number three yes yeah. oh sorry you are already clean because of the word which i have spoken to you Amen. you are already clean because of the word i have spoken to you amen amen Okay. So consecration, the word consecration is going to help you be rooted. The word consecration is going to ground you. Okay. When Jesus said that every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. That's verse two, right? You know what he means when he says that every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Jesus he's was saying, life. "Sorry, he's giving life to the ones that more life." Yeah, what Jesus is saying is the branch that does not bear fruit, God is going to prune it. Okay, the word takes away. It means to prune. If you ever care for a plant, okay, sometimes there are branches that you have to prune, you, you know, and, and the word prune is catharal. In the Greek, it means catharal. And what catharal means is to consecrate. Are you getting me? God is about consecrating his people. And he consecrate them with the word. God consecrate his people with his word. Okay. So let me define you the definition of consecration. Consecration means to align the flesh with the word of God. 
It means to make the flesh holy. It means to purify it. It means to sanctify it. That's what consecration means. It means to set you apart from the ordinary. Like last week, I was telling you, God is taking garbage and turning it into gold. Okay? You know how the world see us, see you, me? Sometimes they see, you know, a lot of times actually, they see us as garbage. But when God sees his broken people, people that, you know, the entire world, he doesn't see it as garbage. He sees it as gold. And the Holy Spirit is coming upon his people today to purify them, to take out the garbage that's in our hearts and in our minds and transform us into gold. Amen? Amen. Amen. Consecration is a very important word that, and we need to Abide in it. Verse 4. Dana, can you read verse 4? I sure can. Abide in me. Oh, sorry, one second. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it in it enables or it abides in the vine so neither can you unless you abide in me amen amen jesus is saying abide okay you know have you ever paint a painting that runs away <laughs> you know you're, you're trying to paint a painting right and then and suddenly the 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 canvas start running away it has legs and it ran away okay? You know, um, I think in Isaiah or Jeremiah, you know, uh, have anybody done pottery? Have you ever done pottery? Okay. So you have this piece of clay, right? Okay. So as you put your hand on the clay, suddenly the clay decided it's going to run away. <laughs> you know, this is the way it is with most Christians. Is when God starts putting his hand on our lives... We say, no, 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 no. I don't want you to put my, your hands on me. I'm going to run away. We are, we are like little children, you know. We want to, you know, hold them. We want to, you know, you know, teach them, show them the way, right? But they're saying, no, 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 no. I don't want to learn from you. I just want to run away. But, but Joe, can I just say this time is like my best time and for real my time. And amen. Yeah. So I'm so happy. Like, yeah. you know, it's forever. Let's, let's be honest, okay? Have you ever feel like you want to run away from God? Let's be honest. Yeah. Right? We all have many times where we want to run away. We don't want to allow God to speak into our lives. Because why? Those words are heavy. Right? The word consecration can be very heavy for us. Nobody wants to obey God. Nobody wants to allow God to work in our lives. 
We want to hear things that tickle us and, and comfort us and, and blesses us, right? Everybody want to hear a nice, lovely message. But when God consecrate you and me, he's saying, do this and do that. Do it my way, right? But, you know, because we are so independent thinker, we're so individualistic that we're saying to God, we resist God. We say, no, I want to do it my way. Right? Verse 4 says, abide in me. That means you need to, uh, you, sometimes you need to force yourself to remain in God. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you don't want to join the meeting because you have other things to do. Right? There are forces at work right now in your life and my life to pull you away from God and the Word of God right now. You know, there, you know, many of us, you know, many people right now are, are not wanting to join this Zoom meeting because they have other priorities, right? Another word for priorities is allowing other forces to pull us away from God. And we agree with those forces. But you know what? You have to be stubborn, like Antu was saying. Be stubborn in the spirit and remain in God. Be rooted in God for our lives. I'm telling you, the only way that we can um, navigate our life through the storm that's coming is for you to be grounded. It's for you to stand on the rock. Okay. Verse three, you are cleansed because of the word that I've spoken to you. God is, Jesus is saying that you are being purified because you allow God to speak into your life and you allow God to operate in your life. Okay. It just doesn't go in one ear and out the other ear. It goes in this ear. These ears need to be sanctified, right? Last week, we talked about, you know, consecrating your eyes, your mouth, your ears, your hands, and your feet, right? These are the things that we need to allow God to work in our lives so that it can enter into our heart and into our mind, okay? So the Christian that are consecrated are the one that's not going to be deceived, the Christians that are consecrated are the ones that's going to be fruitful. Okay? We're not going to be tossed to and fro in the ocean of, of uh, deception. Okay? I see young men, young women so knowledgeable in the things of the world. But when it comes to God, I don't know. You know, they, they have dedicated, like an athlete, you dedicate your entire life to pursue the gold medal, right? So consecration is the same way. You have to dedicate yourself, your body, as a living sacrifice to God. Holy, acceptable to God. This is your reasonable service. Right? And so we need to do that 
as Christian is allow God to consecrate us. Now, when we talk about the word of God, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. The word of God comes in two ways. There is the Logos word and the Rhema word. Okay. Let me explain. These are Greek words referring to the word of God. In John 1.1. Okay. If you want to turn there. Dana, do you want to read it? Yeah, I will. Thank you. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Amen. The Word was God. Okay. That word, the, def the, the Greek word for word is logos. Okay. And what it really means in today's vernacular is the will of God. If you want to know the will of God, open your Bible and start reading. Okay? And God will say, honor your mother and father. Thou shalt not steal. Those are the revealed will of God the Father. When you open your Bible, you're going to know what God is saying. Okay? You're able to read it. It's right there in front of your face. Right? It's not hidden. Okay? So if you want to know the will of God for your life, for a certain decision that you have to make, just open your Bible. Okay? God says that he wants your life to be whole and well. That is the Logos. Okay? That he is your healer. That's the Logos. That he will send you a helper, a comforter. That is his revealed word to us. That's the Logos word. All right. And so if you want to know the will of God, open up your Bible. All right. The rhema word is when God starts to speak to you. Just like, you know, when he speaks to Moses and Elijah. You know, in Moses, okay, Moses was just an ordinary guy walking in the desert, tending to his sheep. And then he saw this burning bush. Okay. And this, out of this burning bush, nothing was consumed. Suddenly, a voice starts speaking, okay, calling out to Moses, 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 you know? And then Moses turned and saw, what is this? Burning, but this fire, it's, 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 it's burning, but nothing is being, you know, burned up, right? That's the rhema word of God, Okay. Uh, I think in um, yeah, somewhere it says that uh, God spoke to Elijah in a still small voice, right? When, when, when Peter was on the boat and he saw something like a ghost standing in the water, and Peter says, Lord, if that's you, bid me come, right? And then Jesus said to Peter, come. That is a rhema word. So a rhema word is a specific word that God speaks to you in the particular circumstances. 
Okay. So God would say, you know, the rhema word with God would say to you is go speak to this person. Go bless this person. Joe, don't, don't steal. Joe, you just lied. You know, um, you know, God, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. That is a rhema word. Okay. It's like, um, I'll tell you a story this week. Um, I, um, I had to repair a furnace, okay? And, you know, I know nothing about furnace, okay? So I phoned this furnace company, you know, the sticker on the furnace. And I said, you know, I have furnace issue. Can you come and, and fix it, okay? So the person on the phone says, yeah, I will come. And, uh, you know, in about an hour, okay? And, uh, you know, right after I hung up the phone, I remember that I have a friend who fixes furnace as well. So I called that friend and that friend says, yeah, I can fix it as well. <laughs> so I know that my friend will, will save me money more than this other person. Okay. I'm trying to save some money. Okay. And so I quickly call the first guy and you know what I said to him? Uh Oh, uh, I said, uh, don't worry, it's fixed. <laughs> I mean, it will be fixed, okay? <laughs> but I, I lied to the guy. No. Okay? And so the Holy Spirit speaks to me in that very moment. You know, Amen. that you just lied. Okay? So right away, my heart is convicted. I say, I'm sorry, Father God. You know, help me to do better next time. Okay. Hey, this is me. This is Joe here. I'm not a saint yet. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. But I'm telling you, this is how God consecrate our lives. Through the Logos and through the Rhema Word. Okay. Just like, um, here's another way of seeing it. Okay. Um, so we have internet here at the house, right? And my teenagers, okay, you know, certain teenagers, not everybody, certain teenagers feel like they want to play games all night long. All right. So I made it to, to them. I made it known to them that mommy and daddy do not want you to be on the internet all day long, all night long, okay? Midnight, I want you to shut it off, okay? So that is my Logos word. That means that they know the will of their father, okay? So I go to each one of them. I said, you know what? Daddy is gonna turn off the internet at midnight every day from now on. That is the Logos, I mean, that is the Rhema word. Does that make sense to everybody? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I speak directly to them about what I'm going to do. Okay. You know, what's going to profit your life is for you to embrace, 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 embrace the word of God, abide in it. Okay. This 
You have to embrace the will of God. I'm not saying for you to memorize the Bible. But embrace his word for your life. Like your life depends on it. Okay? <laughs> okay. So, you know, I know the will of God. But to take it further is I need to submit and yield to the rhema word of God. So that means that because we have a relationship with God the Father. Jesus said that my sheep hears me. I know my sheep and they hear my voice. Okay. So when God, when Jesus is speaking to you through his logos or rhema word, he is sanctifying you. He is consecrating you. Your part is to say, yes, Lord. I'm in. Yes, Lord, forgive me. Yes, Lord, help me do better. Okay? Turn from my wicked way and pray to you. See, when we open the word of God to study, we're studying the Logos word. But when we're praying to God, we're praying to hear the rhema word of God. God speaks to us when we pray. It's not a one-way street. Amen? Consecration will come to a time where um, it's, you know, um, if you can start to obey God in the little things, then it opens up the way for the harder things, okay? Because if you cannot obey God in just one little thing, okay, one small thing, I guarantee you will not obey God in the bigger things, okay? If you're not able to forgive a brother, for sure, you're not going to love your enemy, okay? God says, forgive your brother. But if you're not able to do that, you're not going to love your enemy because the, Jesus says, love your enemy. That's a hard thing to do. Right? This is going to be profitable. You're, you're asking me today, well, Joe, this consecration thing sounds so good and everything, but how is consecration going to help me? How's it going to help Joe and Dana and, and Duke and, and Twee and Antu and Juliana? I'm going to tell you that consecration will bring God closer to you in your life than ever before. Jesus, through the blood on the cross, opened the doorway for us to the Father. But if you want God the Father to come close to you today, is to allow his word to align with your flesh and to consecrate you so that you become one with him. It's all, it's, that's all it's about. It's becoming one with God in truth and in spirit. Okay? Because look around you. Look at your life right now. There are things about our lives that we want to change, right? Right? Some of us want to be healed. Some of us want to be strong. Uh, some of us want a job. 
Some of us want to break our addiction. Uh, some of us want to, you know, find a, a husband and a wife, you know, start new relationship. Some of us want to be break free from depression and oppression, right? That's how consecration is going to take you there. Everybody expects some kind of miracle from God. But I'm going to tell you, most miracle from God will come through consecration. You want to see a miracle in your marriage? Consecrate. Consecrate yourself first, and your marriage will be consecrated. Right? You want your relationship to prosper with your boyfriend, girlfriend, your neighbor? Consecrate yourself first. Say, God, speak to me. Help me become one with you. Build me up in your word, in your spirit. Okay? You know, that's, that's the battle for most Christians right now. It's, it's, it's not against flesh and blood. It's not your neighbor. It's not your husband or your wife. Okay? But it's, it's, the battle is to allow the, the hand of the potter mold you, shape you from the inside out, okay? You know, allow the hand of God to write his word on your heart. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you, like last week, there's a battle going on between the old man and the new man, right? And, and God is, is, is wanting to, to, to build up the new man. That's consecration. And if you allow God to consecrate you, you'll be a walking miracle. Yeah. Yes. You just need to submit to God. And this is not a one-day thing. It's a lifetime thing. Okay? Just because we think that, oh, you know, Jesus died for us. I believe in Jesus. You're on your way to heaven. But that's, that's, that's half the battle. There's the other part where we need to allow our life our lives to be consecrated so then we can experience the heavenly things of God and so so we we can so God can use us to to manifest the heavenly things through our lives right now more than ever people need to see Christ in us the hope of glory you know, we, we need to allow God to consecrate our life so that, that the vessel that he's building is pure, holy, undefiled. And I'm telling you, I am not there yet. But I'm on my way there. Amen. Are you on your way there? Yes. Yeah. Are you on your way there, Grandpa? Are yeah, you on your way there? On your way. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, God is about pure olive oil. Have you ever seen, you know, you guys ever cook with olive, um, olive oil? I don't know why, but on the label, it says extra virgin. Like, like is that like extra holy or something? <laughs> you, know, you know, a virgin Maybe. is somebody that's consecrated. That's why children, young men, young women, if you're listening, consecrate your body. Okay? Yeah. For that special person. Yeah. Okay? 
That's why they call olive oil extra virgin. I don't know, but it means extra holy. Extra That's like pure. the para word or whatever words you okay. just taught us. It's like one of those. <laughs> and so, you know, when we endure the word of God, when we endure the consecration process of God, because sometimes it's like, it's like a drossing. It's like pressure in our life, you know, so that, you know, it's like God wants to choke the old man. He wants to kill the old man in our lives. And we're like, we're resisting God, right? But God is actually trying to raise up, build up the new man. And that new man is, is pure and holy. Okay, when I say pure, uh, that man is man and woman of God inside of you. Okay, so, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I, I've, I said it in the past, the experience of Gethsemane. You know, when Jesus, even before Jesus was hung on the cross, he already bled. Before a, a single um, rod was, was, was beaten on him, on his body, Jesus was already mm -hmm. bleeding because for him, it's about surrendering to the father not my will but your will be done and you know where he prayed this prayer in gethsemane gethsemane is a place is a a, a hebrew word for olive press okay so jesus is being pressed and so much so from God, the will of God, that, that blood is coming out of him, right? And so I'm going to tell you that sometimes in the process of allowing God to consecrate our lives, it's going to feel like the olive press. It feels like you're going to die. And so you have to allow God to go that far in your life. It's not easy. Consecration is not easy. There is a price to pay. And it's, it's, it's the, the price is not my will, but your will be done. Okay. And we say that because Jesus loves us so much. And we want to love Jesus back. And reciprocate that love through saying, Lord, have your way. You know, when we pray that all the time, Lord, have your way. Well, he says, yeah, okay. If you want to have, if you allow me my way in your life, okay, then I'm going to let me be free to, to say a word into your life. And that word may, may not be very pleasing to you, but that's the way it is. Okay. You know, and it's your job to say, yes, Lord. Yes. Don't say, but, <laughs> you know, but, 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 you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to have friends, but then the, but, but these friends, they're, they're not very good. They, they pull me back into my addiction. They pull me back into my depression and oppression, you know, but God's saying, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to free you right now in the name of Jesus. I'm going to free you from all that bondage, but, but we're, we're tying the hands of God in our lives and preventing God to work because we're still being hold, holding on to those things. We're still stubborn in, in the flesh. Okay? We need to be stubborn in the spirit. as I'm doing. Right? 
So consecrate your life because you are going to see miracles, daily miracles, signs and wonder. And that's true consecration. It means God allowing God to work in your flesh and to make it pure and holy. God wants to do that for you. And in the process of that, you're going to experience healing emotionally, physically, mentally, deliverance, all those things through consecration. And I think that this is a message for us, but also for a lot of people in this time. Because, you, you know, like we say earlier, we don't know that the devil is coming. And there's going to be a, a, a spirit of deception that will come upon God's people. And I don't want those people to be you, right? So I want, God wants to free us and open our eyes today to see those things. You know, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, you can go there. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. And I'm going to leave you with this. Go ahead, Dana. If you see it, go ahead. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. Amen. The pure in heart. That doesn't come automatically. Amen. Being pure in heart does not come automatically. It comes at a price. The price is Gethsemane, where you allow God to crush you. So that the, 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 the olive oil, the oil that flows from our life is pure. Okay? So blessed are those who are pure in heart. They shall see God. You shall see God. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I just want to leave you with that. This message is kind of heavy in my heart because I know that society as the world is descending into that, that, that place where there's going to be a lot of deception. And, I, and, and, you know, I want to see deliverance and freedom from, from the people that I care about. I want to see you, Dana, experience that, that freedom, right? I, I, I want to see all of us experience that freedom in Christ that we have yet to experience Amen. until we consecrate our life daily, right? So we need to, to, to let this consecrate us. <laughs> Thank you. The Bible has been around, <laughs> but it has consecrated my life, right? I can tell you from my life experience that the word of God has consecrated us. I wouldn't be where I am today without God's consecration. Amen. You know, the person that I am today, it's not because I am some fancy, I went to Bible school or or I'm smart or intelligent, none of the above. It's, it's about allowing the Logos and the Rhema word of God to cleanse us, purify us. Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, e even in the 20 some years that I, I'm a Christian, I have not arrived. There's still a lot 
that God sees in me that needs to be purified, I'm still going through my Gethsemane. Allow God to, to, to take you through Gethsemane. Okay? It's not the devil, it's God. Amen. Okay? You're going through hard times, but God is with you. That's your Gethsemane. You need to find and allow God to consecrate you at that time. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Let me uh, uh, close in prayer. Um, does anyone have any questions? Is Jamie here? Jamie is not here today, but he okay. says that he's going to uh, try and join us tomorrow, uh, next week. Okay. Okay. Any questions? Anybody have questions? That was awesome. Okay. Well, Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your word today. Your word is sharper than a two-edged sword, Lord. That cuts through, Lord, the marrows and the bones, Father God. And it's a discerner of thought, Father God, that your word, Lord, will expose those things in our hearts, Father God. That your word is the, is the one thing that will consecrate our lives, Father God. And so, Father God, in, in your hand, Father God, we just say, have your ways, Father God. Crush us. Speak to us. Do what you have to do, Father God. We give you for permission, Lord. And I know that we will not go through this alone, Father God. And, and in the Hebrew, it says, for the joy that was set before us, we endure the cross. And so, for the joy that, was, that is already inside of us, we endure your consecration. We endure the, the, um, the discipline of the Father. And we just endure your word, Father God, today. Speak to us through your locusts. Speak to us through your rhema, Father God. Lord, that they may experience, Father God, freedom like we've never seen it before, Father God. That we may experience deliverance and healing, Lord, from all sickness. So I speak a blessing, Father God, to all those who are hearing you today. Bless my, my, my family. Bless my, my brother and sister in Christ, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for the miracles and the, the testimony, Lord, that will come out of this. We thank you, Lord, in advance. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Okay, well, you have a blessed week. Have Say a hi, blessed week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Yeah, bye bye. Bye, everybody. Freedom, 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 freedom. Blessing, favor. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Bye, guys.